Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Hey everybody, welcome to Calvary Online. We are so glad that you are spending this day with us. Thank you for having church with us. You're having church at home. That's amazing. Come on. I absolutely love that. In fact, why don't you take a picture, film a story, tag us at Calvary Mammy. How are you doing church at home? We want to see that. Uh, but we love that we've been able to connect together through this uh, medium of uh, internet connections, social platforms. It's been absolutely incredible. And we love it that we're having church across hundreds and hundreds of homes all over the world. We're excited about that. And so we're glad that you're with us today. Service has been incredible. I love our teams, our worship teams, our production teams. And I love that we can do this together. Hey, I'm really excited about t- today because today we're wrapping up this series that we've been on called Mastermind. Mastermind, a healthy mind, a healthy life. I don't know about you, but this has to be one of my favorite series we've ever, ever done. It is such an important series, and I really think it's going to benefit all of us as we continue to do these practical handles in our everyday life. The month of May is the month of Mental Health Awareness Month, and I love that it landed, Mastermind landed in May. And I hope that it's benefited you. If not, go to our YouTube page. If you haven't heard all of it, make sure you go through it. Subscribe, like, share all these videos. I'm telling you, I think it's going to help us all. I want to give a huge shout out to my wife, Diana and also to Stephanie Gonzalez who is a therapist and she also helps us out here on staff and it's uh, me and Diana's assistant but thank you for all of your help she's given us so much content to help because we want to help people practically in their mental health I just don't want to give information but I want to give practical tools and so they've been a huge huge help I want to thank them let's wrap it up today we talked about our thought life we talked about insecurities we too we talked about condemnation today I want to talk about an important subject which is fear, fear and anxieties, fear and anxieties. I want you to go to your Bibles, go to the book of 2 Timothy. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1, as you're going there, come on, why don't you let us know where you're watching from on the chats. Come on, why don't you put a Calvary clap in there. Tell us where in the world are you watching from. Also, a huge shout out to everybody in Central and South America that have been logging on to our Spanish services. It's been amazing to have you on. Also, people all the way in Sweden and Israel that have been watching. It's been absolutely amazing. Tell somebody that you're with, maybe at home, a family member, that they look good today. Maybe you're still in your pajamas, got your coffee, having breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It doesn't matter. Tell somebody that they look good. Come on. 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1. This is a letter that Paul is writing to Timothy. Why it's called Timothy. This is the second letter he wrote to him. And I want to read just a few verses there. And from these verses, we're going to talk about this last topic for our Mastermind series. Go down to verse Three. Go down to verse three. If you're already there, let us know. Give us a shout out. Give us something. Verse three, Paul writes this. I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, 
which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Verse 7 is the one I want you to underline or highlight. He finishes this part of this letter by saying, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, of love, and self-control. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Out of those few verses that Paul writes to Timothy, I want to I conclude this series talking about fear and anxiety. Today, I want to talk to you from a message that I've titled, It's Not What It Seems. Come on, it's not what it seems. Tell somebody it's not what it seems. Come on, write that in the chats. It's not what it seems. It's not what it seems. Let's pray. We're going to talk about this for a little bit. Let's talk about our fears, our anxieties, what the Bible says. And then I believe we're going to have an incredible week as we overcome mental health challenges, as we get better and find healing in different lanes in Jesus' name. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you so, so much. We thank you for your goodness and your grace. Thank you for being with us, for loving us. God, help us as we continue to move toward healing. As we all do this together as a community, as a church, I love Calvary Church. Everybody, who's tuning in. God, thank you. Thank you for loving people like us. Help us today to know you better and see you better. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, I've, I've shared this story before. You've heard me share it before, but, but it came to my mind again as I was preparing this message. But when, when I was about 10 or 11 years old, I remember one night I was falling asleep. I had already gone to sleep, but kept waking up. And probably about the middle of the night, I look, and at the end of my bed, there is this massive shadow of somebody staring at me. It's nighttime. There's something about nighttime, maybe because our senses are heightened, that, that this was just like, oh, my God, I'm trying to work it out through, through the darkness. But all I see is this shadow of somebody staring at me. I, I began to sweat. I began to panic. My heart started to race. I had no idea what was going on. And, and I grew up in a Christian home. My parents said, if you're ever having trouble falling asleep at night or something's happened, just begin to call on Jesus. You better believe I started calling on Jesus. I'm like, Jesus, 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 help me now. And I'm looking at the end of my bed and there's this massive shadow not moving, just staring at me. I'm sweating. I'm going crazy. I'm nervous as can be. All of a sudden, I don't know what happened. Suddenly, I got this, I stirred enough courage. I got like this courage inside of me. I got bold and I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run to the light switch and I'm going to turn it on and I'm going to confront whatever this is. I jumped out of bed, ran to the light switch. And as soon as I turned it on, I look and it was just my towel I had left hanging on top of my closet. It was just a towel. Earlier that day, I had left my towel hanging on the top of the closet. I didn't put it where it was supposed to. I go to sleep and at night, what I thought was a ghost was only a towel. I share that story because I believe that many times life can be like a towel hanging at night. Many times life can be like a towel hanging at night. Many times life can seem bigger, scarier, and more frightening than what it really is. Like, don't get me wrong. I know that life is hard. I'm not trying to minimize, reduce, or diminish the pain and the hurt and the anguish that we've been through. Yes, life is hard. Yes, life is frightening. Yes, life is hurtful. Yes, life sometimes does hand us the worst of days. But at other times, it's a towel in a closet. It's a towel on our closet. And the mind, the mind can seem to exaggerate and magnify the things that we are walking through or the things that will be 
In fact, I believe that a major problem that a lot of us face is that we overestimate our threats and we underestimate our trust. We overestimate our threats. We make them bigger than what they really are. We magnify them. We exaggerate. I, can, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make, make it through the week. I don't know if I can face this tomorrow. Have you been there? I don't know if I can go up against this challenge. And so we overestimate, magnify our threats. How can I make it through this? How can I make it through this challenge? And then we underestimate our threats, our trust. We underestimate our trust. Can I deal with this? Can I really cope and handle what I'm walking through? Can I really handle this situation? And then all of a sudden fear comes into our mind and fear begins to play a part. Now, now don't get me wrong. Fear is not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, I read one psychologist that said fear is a great thing. Fear is necessary. It's a, it's a natural emotion that God plays into our life. We need fear. Right? It's what helps us go into flight or fight kind of response. Fear is necessary. It's part of our normal brain function. One psychologist I read said, if a lion were to show up in your backyard, it's fear that helps you run for protection and hide or, or do something about it. So you need some kind of fear. There's another thing about fear, though, and this is what happens with the human mind, is that fear now can all of a sudden begin to imagine things even when you're not in danger. You don't have to be in danger to experience fear. Fear can also be imagined or created in our mind. We become afraid of what we think can happen, right? I've heard about fear and worry, that fear and worry is like paying a down payment on something that may never happen tomorrow. Paying a down payment today on something that may never happen tomorrow. Fear and worry is like paying for something that may never come. Right? That's fear and worry. The thing about the human mind is because we are creatures that can think so much and we have this intellect, it can become a thing where we create scenarios and we can begin to imagine things in our life that cause this fear and anxiety to heighten in our life. Right? This is the kind of fear that then turns into chronic anxiety and is crippling our life. Anxiety can also be described as persistent fear. This is what I've read about anxiety. Anxiety is the feeling of dread, agitation associated with a danger that's, that does not exist at the present moment. Anxiety is this persistent fear. It keeps you on high alert. It tells you that you're, you're not okay and that you'll never be okay, not even in your mind, spirit, or body. You're not okay and you'll never be okay. This is what anxiety and persistent fear tells you. You are not safe and you won't ever be safe. This kind of anxiety and this kind of persistent fear, it's an overwhelming sense of terror, anxiety, dread that lasts for a long time and it can leave us in a bad place mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and even physically. In fact, this kind of everyday anxiety, persistent fear, look at how it, da it does damage to the human body and the human mind. Fear weakens the immune system. It weakens our immune system. In fact, people who suffer from chronic anxiety, they may also suffer from cardiovascular damage, gastro issues like ulcers, decreased fertility, and bowel issues. Also, it, it impacts our memory. It affects our brain process and reactivity. This anxiety or persistent fear also interrupts processes in our brains that allow us to regulate our emotions. It impacts things like our decision-making and thinking ability. Persistent fear or this, this anxiety, it can leave us in constant fatigue, 
depression, PTSD, anxiety, anxiety disorders, and so much more. Have, have you been there? Have you been there? Have you been in this place where you're just like, whoa, I'm, I'm there. I've experienced this. I've experienced this persistent fear. I've ex I've, I'm experiencing this anxiety in my life. This is the one that we need to work on. This is the one that God wants to heal us from. This is the one that I believe is not natural, not from God. This is not how God created us to live and to be. Can I tell you today, I really believe that there's healing for you in Jesus' name. I believe that through scripture, through prayer, and through professional help from counselors, psychologists, and therapists, we can get better and will get better in Jesus' name. You don't need to stay in persistent fear. You don't need to stay in anxiety. Come on, there's healing and there's hope in the name of Jesus. I know it's not a coincidence that you're watching this today. I I don't know what you've walked through. I don't know what you've been through, but I know that there's a God who's for you. There's a God who loves you. And we're not going to let anxiety and persistent fear rule our spirit anymore. It's not going to take charge of our mind. Come on, let's walk toward healthy habits in the name of Jesus. Thank God he's given us doctors, counselors, people who can help us. He's also given us the counsel of his word. And I really believe that together we can be better. And today I'm believing for healing in your life. Maybe you're watching this and you're like, Alex, I'm there. There's this fear, this terror, this dread in my life, and I don't even know why. There's this constant anxiety in my life. There's healing for you today. What's happening in your thought life? How are you seeing this anxiety? How are you seeing this persistent fear? I really think that we need to change our thinking and change our perspective. In fact, I'll put it this way. Adjust perspective to acquire peace. Let's adjust the way that we're seeing and viewing things to acquire the peace that God wants to give us. Are you there? Does it look like life is like a towel on a closet, bigger, scarier than what it really is constantly? There's healing and hope for you in Jesus' name. Paul is writing this letter to Timothy. Paul is writing this letter to Timothy because Timothy is his protege. Uh, Timothy is his student. Paul is like the teacher, the coach, the trainer. And he's trained up this mentee, this student called Timothy. Timothy is now a pastor. He left Timothy in charge of a church. And he's a pastor. He's a young guy. And it looks like Timothy had been dealing with some kind of timidity and fear and shyness. But it wasn't just the regular emotion anymore. It looks like this fear had began to enslave him. It had began to conquer his mind, body, and spirit. And so Paul, he's writing from a prison. And he's encouraging, he's pushing, and he's challenging Timothy to not be ruled by this spirit of fear. And so he's writing to him and he say, hey, hey, Timothy. Hey, I, I want you to have some boldness. And I want to remind you. I, I know what God has deposited on the inside of you. I know that God has called you and gifted you. But I know there's this fear that's coming into your mind. And I want to remind you that God did not give us a spirit of fear. God did not create you to live in this constant panic, dread, terror, and anxiety every single day. Paul is writing from prison, and he knows that on the outside, they are killing Christians every single day. Some Christians were being burned alive at the stake. And so Timothy is afraid. Timothy has some anxiety. Timothy is beginning to back down, maybe even cowered at the call of God over his life. And Paul says, hey, no, 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 no. You get up and you walk forward in the call of God for your life. And then he says, he's given us a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. We read self-control. Other translations say sound 
mind. Self-control or sound mind. Now remember, the Bible was originally written in the Greek. In the Greek, sound mind actually is this word, sophroneo. Sophroneo. Sophroneo is made up of two words. The first word, it actually means this. Delivered, rescued, revived, salvaged, protected, and is now safe. So the first word is that you've been delivered, rescued, revived, and now you're in a, second, in a safe place. The second word, so froneo, froneo, the second word has to do with your intellect, with the rationale, with your whole frame of thinking. In other words, if you were to read it the way in the Greek it's supposed to be read, it's basically like this. He has given you a mind that has been delivered, rescued, revived, salvaged, protected, and brought into a place of safety and security so that it is no longer affected by illogical, unfounded, and absurd thoughts. Come on, I love that. He's rescued your mind. He's resuscitated your mind. He's brought it back to life. He brought your mind back to life. It was dead, but now it's alive. He brought it back to life, and then now he has it in a safe place so that you no longer have illogical thoughts, crazy thoughts, absurd thoughts, so that your mind doesn't go into places it's not supposed to. This is the God that we serve. Come on, somebody. Today, if your mind is going places it's not supposed to, remember you have the help of the Holy Spirit that revived your mind, rescued your mind, resuscitated your mind, put it in a safe place. Come on, in Jesus' name. We have the power of the Holy Spirit plus professional help plus scripture to help get our mind in this safe place so that it doesn't go to places it's not supposed to. This is the God that we serve. Today, are you dealing with these fears, with these anxieties? Today, are you saying, I'm, I'm there? It's persistent fear, everyday type of fear. Remember, he's giving you a sound mind. God wants to heal you and help you get to a place of a sound mind mind. What do we do, right? What do we do? As we're talking about this mind, right? We're talking about the mind. As we're talking about healthy mind, healthy life. What do we do with persistent fear or anxiety? Again, with the help of people who have challenged me and helped me, I want to give you three handles today that I think can help us. And my prayer, I promise you, my prayer is that I can help you in any kind of way. I just don't want to preach to you. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help you because we're all walking in this together. I've been there. I've been flooded with anxiety and fear in my life where it has not allowed me to move forward. There's been days where I feel crippled by anxiety. There's been days where it has not let me sleep. So, I, so I'm in this with you. What are some practical things that we can do to get better? Because I believe that the Holy Spirit comes to heal, help us and heal us. Right? I'm going to give you three handles that I think that this is what psychologists say, therapists say, that can help us as we deal with these anxieties and persistent fears in our life. And I'm praying for you that the help of the Holy Spirit and the fresh wind of God will come over your life. And I believe you're going to get better in Jesus' name. The first thing, write this down. The first thing that we can do when it comes to anxieties and persistent fear, number one, reflect. Reflect. Come on, somebody write that down in the chats. Reflect. What does this mean? Well, anxieties are distress flares. For example, if uh, you were to get in a boat and you were to go out into the deep ocean and nighttime would come, your engine would fail, and you are stuck out in the middle of the ocean, most boats come with flares. And you were to light up this flare and put it up in the air, people would see that as a distress signal. And they would know, let's go to that location of that flare. Somebody's in trouble in the middle of the ocean. Anxieties in our body are distress flares. 
When something comes up, when you're not feeling well, you're feeling this anxious thoughts in your mind and your body goes into these panic attacks or something is happening. Those are the stress flares. The body is trying to tell you something. Reflect on that. Right. I think a lot of times we see anxiety as our enemy. Don't see anxiety as your enemy. See anxiety as your friend. It's a messenger. It's trying to tell you something. When we see anxiety as an enemy, we actually get more anxious about anxiety. Oh my God, I have anxiety because I'm having anxiety. Why am I having anxiety? And it just puts you in this vicious cycle that's not good for your mind, right? See anxiety as a messenger. Remind yourself that anxiety is not your enemy, but it's your messenger. I love that. It's, it's the inner self sounding and ringing off the alarm. One psychologist said this, write a letter to your anxiety and say, dear anxiety, I'm no longer intimidated by you. I am your friend and we're going to work together to heal the body. I love that. Work with what the body's trying to tell you. God designed this body. If something is going off, it's because there's something deep down inside that's not right. Let's find out where these thoughts are coming from. Let's find out where this anxiety is coming from. Why am I having these thoughts? Why do I feel like this? View anxiety as a carrier of wisdom. I love that, right? The body is trying to give you some wisdom. The body is trying to give you some knowledge. Reflect. Number one, reflect. Our symptoms are wise. Our bodies are wise. Anxiety is an invitation to wake up, right? We, we live in a fast-paced world. Every single day, we're rushing and running back and forth. We're thinking about a million things. Plus, we're on social media every day, all these text messages, emails, and things that happen all day, every day. We don't have time to stop, reflect, and see yourself and say, whoa, why, where is this coming from? Anxiety is also an invitation. Maybe uncover some things from your past. Maybe there was some trauma from your childhood. Maybe something happened a long time ago that now is showing up through anxiety and through persistent fear. Well, I lived through this in my life, and now I'm anxious, and I don't even know why. If you follow what anxiety is trying to tell you, it may take you to some places that need to be uncovered and healed by the Holy Spirit. Go there. Your body is trying to tell you something. God created your body that you would take care. The Bible says that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Let's take care of our body. Let's take care of our mind. See anxiety as your friend. Follow it, reflect it, and say, okay, where is this coming from? Maybe I do need some therapy for this thing that I walked through. Maybe I do need some counseling for this area of my life. Your body's beautiful. Your body was made by God. Your body is an, an incredible creation that God did. And it's trying to give you wisdom. Look what Psalm 139 says. Psalm 139, verses 13 through 14. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Think about your thoughts. Think about this fear. Where is it coming from? Number one. Reflect. I love that. Let's reflect. Sit down. Write them down. Where is this coming from? Number two. Number two is reframe. 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 Okay. The other day I'm hanging out with my niece and a lot of you have seen her on social media. I love hanging out with my niece and my nephews. They're the best. But my niece, love, she loves Instagram filters, right? She loves the one that can, that can make your face like kind of crazy. The ones that make your eyes bigger or your mouth bigger or put, you know, dog ears on you and all that. And so I'm sitting with my niece, Penny, and she loves going through Instagram filters because it lets her view herself as something different. That's what reframing is. You're seeing your life through one frame. What about if you were to see it through a different frame? 
In other words, being able to see a situation from a different point of view can help you feel better and uncover new ways to manage a problem or a situation. I'm going to see this from a different point of view. In other words, are you seeing it all just from one lens? Can you begin to see it from another lens? Reframing requires something in the, to see something in a brand new way. I've been seeing this situation as something that's going to cause me harm. It's going to be damaging. I'm scared. I'm fearful. I'm anxious about it. But what about if you were to see it in a brand new light? What about if you were to put a filter on that thing and say, wait, maybe I can see this from a different direction. I remember when I was younger and I was serving in church in my youth group and helping out anywhere that I could. Friday nights was the best. I'm setting up chairs and holding doors for people, for all the teenagers coming. I loved serving in my youth group until one day my youth pastor says, hey, Alex, tonight I want you to do the, the salvation invitation. Anybody that wants to enter into a relationship with God, I want you to do that. I started panicking. I've never, I've never enjoyed public speaking. I had never enjoyed it, never looked for it. I, I hated it. In fact, I was the type in high school that when we needed to do class presentations, I wasn't in the class, if you know what I'm talking about, right? I hate, I did not like, I had panic, terror. I did not like it. It probably stemmed from my insecurities. I was insecure, right? And so when my youth pastor asked me to do this, I said, I'm not doing it. I'm not grabbing the mic. I'm not going up. I am not doing this thing. I was afraid. And there was this fear, this anxiety. I started shaking. I felt like I was going to vomit. I was going to throw up. I'm not, I'm not going up there. I'm not doing it. But all of a sudden, this thought came into my mind and said, what if there's somebody there that needs to hear what you need to say? Instead of thinking about yourself, I was thinking about my insecurities. I was thinking about how I'm going to sound on the mic, what people are going to say, how people are going to look at me. What about if you view it from a different way? What if this is the enemy, Alex, trying to stop you from helping somebody that today might end their life? That today might call it quits. That today might give up on God. That today might quit on their calling. That today might give up on all their dreams, hopes, and desires. And I started seeing it as the enemy trying to stop me from delivering a message that I believe God put in my heart. I reframed my thinking. Reframe your thinking. You're there insecure about your marriage. You're there insecure about your spouse. What if that's just an enemy, the enemy putting that thought in your mind so that you don't love your spouse well? Well, this, this thing might end up in divorce. My, my mom and my dad divorced. My grandparents divorced. So my marriage is going to end up in divorce. And you're full of anxiety. Start seeing it from a different frame. Well, what about if that thought just comes so that I don't have a fulfilling marriage? What about if that thought is just coming so that we don't create a happy, healthy home? I'm going to frame it different. Instead of seeing it from one lens, reframe the mind. Number one, reflect. Number two, reframe. And I'll finish with this. Number three, walk. We're going to reflect, we're going to reframe, and then we're going to walk. What do I mean by walk? Walk through it. Walk through it. Most of the fears in your life, the best way of overcoming them is by facing it. Listen to me. Somebody needs to listen to me. Most of the fears in our life, the ways to overcome them is by facing them. How did I get to the point where I'm, I'm publicly speaking today? A guy who never used to like public speaking. I would shy away from I would run away from it. I was like Timothy. It was paralyzing and it was stopping me. I started doing it. And every opportunity that was given to me, I took it. Even though I was shaking, sweating, and I almost passed out every time, I started facing it. And I started walking through it. And the more I did it, the more I saw it was just the enemy trying to frame my mind so that I would be paralyzed in fear and panic. Face your fears. Walk through them. 
walk through them. I believe that when we walk through our fears is when faith comes out. A lot of things won't come out until you walk through it. For example, you won't know you have courage until you're in a situation of vulnerability. When you're vulnerable is when the courage comes out. You won't see faith appear until you're, a place, you're in a place of fear. When you're in a place of fear and you begin to walk that thing out, walk it through, that's when faith begins to show up. What, what do you need to walk through in your life this year? What is God calling you to walk through this year? Maybe God has been telling you to step up. Maybe God has been telling you to join a connect group. Maybe God has been saying, hey, you, you need to go to Grow Track. This is the year where you need to go to Grow Track. This is the year where you need to commit to having a relationship with God. This is the year where you need to commit to being part of a community and a family. This is the year where you need to love your husband or love your wife better. This is the year where you need to go into a relationship with your kids and you need to take it to another level. Have you been fearful of that? Hey, this is the, you've been, you've been avoiding getting into a serious relationship. You're afraid of commitment. This is the year where you say, I'm no longer going to be afraid. I'm going to walk it out. What have you been anxious about? What is it? Where is this persistent fear coming from? Is it a failure? Is it of the unknown? The future is unknown for a lot of us. But what do we do? We take steps in the right direction. I'm just going to follow the steps that God has for my life right now. And as I begin to walk, God will begin to supply and to help. I don't see step 10, but I can take step one today. And as I'm taking these steps, God, faith will come out in Jesus' name. I'll never forget, there was this one moment in my life where I was so terrified of getting up on a platform. And I had this moment in this day where it felt like everything was going wrong and I was full of insecurities. And I said, God, can you help me? And I was about to say, hey, today I'm not sharing, I'm not preaching. I was going to ask one of the guys to share and I was just in a bad place physically, emotionally. And, and I said, God, you need to help me. I have this anxiety, this terror that's holding me back, thinking about what people are to think about. Our church was in a moment of transition. And I said, no, God, I, I need you to help me right now. But I didn't just need to pray that. I also needed to walk it out. And I'll never forget taking steps up on the platform. And as I was stepping on the platform, I felt like faith and boldness was coming over my life. And I said, God, I'm going to walk this thing out. I don't know what the end of this message is going to look like. I don't know what the end of this year is going to look like. But right now, I'm stepping in the right, start to step in the right direction. Maybe you're imagining things and it's just a towel on a closet. Maybe you're saying, I, don't, I can't walk through this because walking through this is going to be the most dreadful, horrific thing in my life. Several months ago, me and Diana, we went to Washington, D.C. on a trip. And we're in Washington, D.C. And and we go to this museum, beautiful museum, awesome museum. And when we're in this museum, we find out that there's a butterfly garden in this museum. Now Diana is completely afraid, horrified of butterflies. She cannot stand butterflies at all. And so when I see a butterfly garden, I tell Diana, you know what we're doing, right? We're going and we're walking through this butterfly garden. Actually, she was up for it. I couldn't believe it. She was terrified. She was shaking, but she says, Let, let's do it. And I remember we had to wait at the door for a few minutes. And at the door, she is in sheer terror, panic. I thought she wasn't going to make it. Not, she's not going to make it. She, she's she's going to quit. She's going to say, I'm not going. You go through it alone. I'm not walking through this thing. But you know how Diana stirred up some courage? By walking through it. The doors opened, and she began to walk through this butterfly garden. It may sound silly to you, but this is how faith begins to move. 
walk through it. And as she walked through it, she saw it wasn't as bad as she thought it was going to be. The mind can exaggerate, magnify, overestimate our threats. And it's just a towel in a closet many times. And we underestimate our trust. Today, it's not what it seems. What are you imagining? What is your mind magnifying, exaggerating? It's not what it seems. It's not what it seems. Stop underestimating your trust, your ability to deal with it, especially when you know that there's a God in heaven who is for you, who walks with you, who carries you. He's the strength when you're weak. He's the force when you can't anymore. Today, some of you, you've been imprisoned and enslaved and held captive by anxiety and fear. And it keeps you up at night. And you're anxious about being anxious. And you're anxious about being fearful. Can I tell you today, God wants to heal you. I really believe that God wants to heal you through prayer, scripture, and professional help. This is the day where it ends. Come on. Let the enemy know he has an eviction notice to get out of your mind, to get out of your body. You're going to get healthier. Come on, you're going to go to scripture. You're going to pray and we're going to get professional help. We're going to talk to psychologists, therapists, and counselors, and we're going to get better in Jesus' name. I'm not playing this mind game with the enemy. I'm going to get better. I may have some fear. I may have some anxiety, but I'm going to reflect, reframe, and I'm going to walk in Jesus' name. 2020, you're going to walk in Jesus' name. You are going to walk and you're going to trust not only yourself, but you're going to trust that there's a God who loves you so, so much. There's a God who's for you. And I love that we've been doing this series. Listen to me. I think this is one of the most important series we've done as a church. Because so many of us, we've been challenged in our mind. And our mind can play tricks on us. Or our mind can begin to go down an unhealthy pattern. And sometimes it's just the body. And I hate, I hate that in the past, as a church, in decades past, we've criticized, ostracized, pushed people to the side who have had unhealthy thought patterns, thinking it was just a faith issue. Neglecting to think that it could have been the body asking for some type of help. As a church, Calvary, we're committed to get better in this. We're breaking off the stigma and we're getting better. And we're going to trust God that the same way God loves to heal the body, he loves to heal the mind. And he wants, he wants to help us walk in that direction. Trust. Stop underestimating our trust. Trust that we can do this and trust that God is for us. I'll finish with this last one. Philippians chapter 4, we all know it. We've heard it. But I love what Paul writes. He says, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He says, hey, are you anxious? Give it to God. Cast your cares on him as we reflect, as we reframe, and as we walk. Today, we love you so, so much. We love you, church. We're all in this together. We've all had moments and times and seasons of fear and anxiety. Maybe it was insecurity, your thought problem. Maybe it was condemnation. Or maybe it's this fear and anxiety. Let's get better in Jesus' name. It starts with a relationship with the God who loves you. Today, if you don't have a relationship with God, 
I want to tell you he loves you so, so much. Maybe you're watching this and this is your first time watching something like this. You've never been to church. And you're like, I don't know, somebody invited me to watch this. Somebody clicked share and I saw it on my Facebook or my YouTube. What is this? Really, we're just people who love God because he loved people like us. We don't deserve it. All of us were far from God. And today I want to tell you he loves you. God loves you so, so much. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done. The Bible says all of us are sinners. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. We've all failed God in one way or another. And the Bible says that sin separates us from God. All of us are sinners. We've all done wrong, thought wrong, said wrong. Sin separates us from God. But God loves us so much that he sent his son, Jesus. And Jesus came and he carried my sins, your sins. He carried the sins of the world on his shoulders. Jesus went up on a cross and he died for you and for me. Jesus died for us. He took our penalty. He took our sin. He took our punishment. The Bible says that Jesus died on the cross for all of us. He paid the price for sin because sin does have a heavy price and it's death. Jesus died on that cross. Then the Bible says they put him down in a grave. He was in a grave dead for three days. But after three days, Jesus, he resurrected. Come on, somebody. Jesus is alive. He's the answer. He's the hope. He's the solution. Today, I don't know what you're walking through, but I want to tell you, peace, hope, love, and joy is only found in Jesus. Today, if you need an answer, today, if you need that peace, can I tell you it's not found in a bottle, in a relationship, in a career, in a diploma, in a house, or in a car. It's only found in Jesus. I would love to invite you to start a relationship with Jesus, to start a relationship with the God who created. Alex, how do I do that? It's simple. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10 that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. For a moment, I want everybody paying attention, everybody on the chats, everybody on all the different social media platforms, pay attention to me for just a second. If today you say, Alex, I want to start a relationship with God, I would love to say a prayer. And I want you to say this prayer with me. Repeat after me out loud. You can talk to God any place, anywhere. You don't need me. But right now, I want to help you make this first prayer where you're inviting God into your life and saying, I'm sorry, God. Today, I want to start brand new. If that's you, wherever you're at, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and bow your head. And if you can't close your eyes and bow your head, that's okay. Repeat this prayer after me. God is hearing you. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I'm forgiven, I'm saved, and I'm healed. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Oh, come on, church. Come on, why don't we all give them a big, big hand, every single person making this decision. Come on, we absolutely love that you made that decision today. In fact, if today you made that decision and you said, hey, Alex, I want to start a relationship with God today. If you made that decision, I want you to send a text. Send the word decided, decided to 33222. Send a text to that number, the word decided alone, and we're going to send you a free Bible. And this Bible is really cool. It has a lot of notes on the side to help you understand what you're reading. It's going to help you understand God a little bit better and the life that he wants for you. We love you so much. Let somebody know in the chats, hey, I did that prayer with Alex and They'll love to get in touch with you as well. Let us know somehow, some way. Follow us on social media, Instagram, at Calvary Miami. We would love to get in touch with you and help you on this journey that we're all in together. Come on. In Jesus' name. That was amazing. Come on. I love it. I really think this has been one of the most important series we've done as a church. Probably my favorite series. It's so vital and necessary that we talk about it and that we all walk toward healing together. 
We're all in different parts of our journey, but let's walk through this together. Are you dealing with insecurities? Are you dealing with condemnation? Or are you dealing with fear and anxiety? And you're saying, hey, in my thought life, I'm having trouble. Let's do this together. This is why community is so important. I'm going to pray for all of us today, and then we'll have an incredible rest of our day. And I'm praying that you have the best week ever. We love you so much, church. Stay in touch with us. Be watching. I believe that the best is still yet ahead in Jesus' name. Come on, if you can, why don't you raise your hand, close your eyes right there where you're at. Let's pray together that the Holy Spirit will help us and there will be people who are compassionate, not only to one another, but also to ourselves. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness and your grace. We thank you for your love, your mercy, your goodness that follows us all the days of our life. Thank you for the series, God. Thank you that we were able to talk about mental health. Thank you that your word says so much about it. Thank you for the peace that we can acquire and gain in you. Our trust is in you. We trust in you. And we know that the peace of God will come and guard our hearts and our minds. I'm praying for every single person today, God, that has constant anxiety, persistent fear. It's become chronic and it's debilitating them it's holding them captive, and it's not letting them move forward in your call and in your purposes. Father, I pray for healing over them in Jesus' name. I pray that you'll begin to heal their mind supernaturally in Jesus' name through scripture and prayer. And then I'll pray, God, that you connect them to psychologists, therapists, and counselors that can help them in Jesus' name. God, in Jesus' name, we'll walk toward healing together. I pray that your freedom and peace will come and reign in their mind, body, and soul right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I pray that that fresh wind will come right now into every home and into every life. God, and that we will walk toward a healthy mind in order to have a healthy life in Jesus' name. Heal our mind, heal our soul, heal our emotions, and help us continue to get better. It's not a one-day thing, it's a journey. And with you for us, what can be against us? In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, church, we love you so, so much. We're glad that you've been connected today. I hope you've enjoyed service. I can't wait for next week. It's going to be amazing. Follow us on social media. Make sure you go to our website. We love you, church. We can't wait to be with you once again. We love you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's service. We hope and we pray that today's message inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened your faith. And if you made that decision today to start a relationship with God, text the word DECIDED to the number 33222. We'd love to send you a free Bible. It's going to be our gift from us to you. And we just truly want to be a resource to you. For those that have been tuning in week in and week out, thank you so much for your commitment. We love you. We're praying for you. And we truly believe that the best is still yet to come. And I also want to encourage everyone watching to stay connected. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and to our podcast. It's a great way to catch up on old messages and also share with friends and family. And don't forget to post any videos or any photos of you doing church at home and tag us at Calvary Miami on Instagram. But that's it for this week, church. We love you. We hope that you have the best week ever, and we'll see you next Sunday.